Hello, welcome to the Sunnyside Podcast Show. I'm Scott. I'm Ron. I'm PJ. Cue the music. Keep on Sunnyside, always on Sunnyside. Keep on Sunnyside alive. It will help us every day. It'll guide us on the way. If we keep on Sunnyside alive. <laughs> music. Right, okay, you guys don't know, so it's like, it's like all the preparation and stuff that we normally do for a show, the hard work we put into it, and the effort and, and stuff, doesn't really happen, does it? <laughs> doesn't happen, didn't happen I, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it would be sensible to write a little diary of everything I did through the time between the last show and this show, because there's always something that happens, and I always think, oh, I should really talk about that, that's, a, that's an interesting thing. This seems wildly incriminating. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's all like, okay, right, Monday, this is the first Monday oh after the God, show Oh my God, it's recorded. broken down by days. <laughs> Dear diary. <laughs> Monday, 9am. I <laughs> No, no, it's not broken down by hours. I went to see Teen Titans Go with Thomas. Oh, okay. So, uh, and it was brilliant. Have you seen it? No. No, I'd love, I'd love to see it. Yeah, it looks really very good. Funny. It's yeah. really good little film. It's very funny. Weirdly, right, so um, I also saw, I also watched that week, um, uh, the Justice League uh, movie, right? Uh, Justice no, League, the Justice League movie. What's it called? Justice League of America. What's it called? Well, Justice League isn't this disappointing. <laughs> oh, the actual, the live the action, the live, live action of uh, Dawn of Ju- no, yeah, Dawn of Justice. Dawn, no, whatever. No, that's Batman versus Superman. Dawn oh. of Justice, isn't it? Jesus, oh, is, why, is it just called Justice League? So hard. Why is it literally just called Justice League? It's just called Justice, Justice League. League. Ju- just God, that's how forgettable <laughs> that movie was. There was about eight minutes of entertainment in that film. Here's the thing, right? So I watched it, and and so um, I watched Justice League, and I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. And I kind of admired that it was going super over the top. Like, Batman, uh, every Batman film is more or less, they're slightly scared of going too big with a Batman villain. And Whereas this is like, no, there's gods and monsters. And, and I thought, well, okay. I mean, the CGI bad guy was rubbish in it and, yeah, and stuff. Can you remember his name? Uh, uh, oh yeah, Steppenwolf. Yeah, just about. Yeah, no, no, I, oh no, god, yeah, I forgot about no, that. No, I can remember his name because Steppenwolf is a, a the name band. of the band. Yeah, but I, but also uh, nothing about I'm him. Bo- like, everything about him is forgettable. He's totally CGI. The problem, the, the, <laughs> 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 pro- like Steppenwolf. Not only was he just shit CG nonsense, but they had Kieran Hines voice him. Like if you just put Kieran Hines in some sort of decent looking oh, superhero getup, scarier looking. Yeah, if you put see Kieran Hines in some sort of West Belfast. superhero <laughs> getup, like Kieran Hines would be an amazing villain. But Wonder it, Woman, I gotta do your fucking knees. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel like there's this campaign to put Kieran Hines in everything. Yeah. Well, I don't. I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm perfectly okay on board that. with it. Yeah, I'm fine I'm with that. Yeah, I like it too. He's 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 always good value. Yeah. yeah. Whether he's playing Julius Caesar. Or, or Julius Caesar in a different film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I went. I wanted to go and see the Equalizer too. Uh, no, let me finish this. I haven't finished what I was talking about. Oh, the, the, the link. Don't, they don't like it up in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> I want to finish the link between the ju- right. The reason I mentioned the Justice League and Teen Titans Go is because okay. right at the end of Justice League, after the film's over, and and the kind of uh, do you want to join uh, the the Avengers moment that that bit where where they go aha Lex Luthor's sitting there in a boat and and there's some bad guys walk in. And he goes oh yeah there's oh, yeah. Justice League. And yeah, so I forgot do you they make the, my the the League of sh- Shitbags. Yeah. My- 
<laughs> League, of, yeah. League, of, League of Smelly Arseholes. And, and the guy that walks out is uh, a, a figure I'm vaguely familiar with, uh, which is, he's what's his name, Deadshot or something? Is it Deadshot? Oh, yeah, it is yeah. He's got like yeah. an orange f- yeah, he mask. Was in, and, he was in the train wreck that was Suicide Squad. Yeah, here's the thing. He's, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. No, he's no. in. He's from the. He's from the the DC. Oh, you're thinking of TV. You're, the Will Smith character. I'm thinking of the think Will of, Smith character. No, he is Deadshot. This guy's something. Death. This is a death. Death. Death blow. Deathstroke. 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 The Terminator. That's what he's called. He's called Deathstroke. The Terminator. To give him his full title. Is that? Jo- is that what he called? Is that Joe Manganiello? Joe Mangiello. Mangiello. Yeah. Yes, it is. But it here's the thing. Definitely sounds like he's trying too hard at overcompensating <laughs> with that name. Here, here's the thing. He is also the villain in the Teen Titans, Titans Go. Yeah. Right. But they never call him Deathstroke in either of those films. He just appears with the same costume. And in in Teen Titans Go film, he's called Slade, which is the yeah, that, that, that's his, that's his name, first yeah. name. Slade yeah. Wilson. Slade Wilson is his actual name. Slade Wilson. Yes. Yeah. That's a bit too close to. Exactly. Weird Wilson. Well, well, you weird, don't know the well, history of Deadpool, do you? No. Deadpool is a rip-off character of De- Deathstroke. Oh, okay. That Rob Liefeld really wanted to do a Deathstroke book, but he wasn't going to get a chance, so he just created a character called Deadpool and gave him a similar name. <laughs> and made him look a bit similar. And very similar and, look, yeah. And weirdly, yeah. is much, much bigger a character yeah. now. So, yeah. And then in Teen Titans Go, there is a reference to that. There's somebody who goes, you're, you're, you're Deadpool? And he goes, no, I'm much older than that. I've been out <laughs> long before Deadpool. But it, it, the weird thing for me was seeing that this character in these two films and thinking, dude, do other people know this character? Because they're like revealing this character. Like, hey, we all know this guy, don't had we? I, had I not this guy? tried to force myself to watch, uh, I think, one or two seasons of Arrow, the, <laughs> the, the DC series, I would not have known who, who that was. I definitely think DC has a villains problem in that outside of Batman villains, people don't really know who their villains are. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. I mean, like, you've got Lex Luthor and then who else? The Joker. Oh yeah, I mean outside, outside, outside uh, reverse flash, bizarre. Oh, okay, that seems. I mean, even that reverse like, flash is that really seems actually. like someone's like, oh, are you sure reverse flash? Uh, yeah, I know. Like, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Who's the guy that's like the flash, but in reverse? But I feel, I feel like of uh, of people that are watching these shows, I should at least have a be be able to come up with a decent list. Having read comics for yeah. quite a while, your and I'm struggling. Would, your list would never, ever, ever, in a bazillion years, have included Steppenwolf. No, no. Because <laughs> no. if somebody had said gone, we're gonna we're gonna put Steppenwolf, the, yeah. One, yeah. If somebody right, had said we're gonna make the villain in Justice League Steppenwolf, I thought that seems the like band? yeah, <laughs> that seems like a stretch. I, no, the, the, like I did enjoy because there's a lot of stuff in it that that I knew about because I like the the new god stuff, Kirby's new yes. god stuff. So the like the the fact that the boom tube looked like a boom tube, but no one called it a boom tube. The no. fact that it's called a mother box, I like that, which is coincidentally the name of my phone. You know, your phone name. My phone's called Mother Box because it pings. Because it pings, yeah. <laughs> so when I'm looking, when usually when I've lost it, I go, "Where the fuck is that phone?" Ping. Um, so yeah, if they'd had if they'd had uh, Dark Side in it, it would have been awesome. But they, they're I think they're trying to build up the Dark Side. Well, yeah, they're taking taking a very I mean, long, more, more, than, more than one leaf. They're taking a whole tree out of Marvel, but they're basically trying to. Build yeah, but the, here's the, the thing: side. Marvel at least showed uh, Thanos right from the get go. Yeah, they give right. a bit of a tease, right? Yeah, from the first right from the first. And so, so you're always kind of going, "Oh, he looks like the really big bad villain," but this is the guy who is the is the other guy. Uh, I mean, your average person wouldn't have known Loki and Thor and all those characters necessarily. Yeah. Um, but 
but they were built up and built up and built up. But Stephen, Stephen was, and yeah. also you're right, he was like he was all CGI. So sorry. Anyway, that's what I that's yeah. why I wanted to link those two films yep. together because they were linked in my head. Go okay. ahead. So I yeah I tried to go to the cinema this week to see The Equalizer two mm-hmm. after very much enjoying first Equalizer time the first one. time Equalizer we, yeah, one. You do like a revenge film. I do enjoy a revenge film. Um, it's weird and I though, s- now there's two of them. It feels unbalanced. Yeah. <laughs> That was a little maths joke there, maths humor. And I say tried to go to the cinema because I got there and I said, I'll have one for the Equalizer 2. And they said, no. You sold out? No. The bulb blew in the projector. What? Yeah. Oh. They said the bulb blew in the projector, so we're ha- we've had to cancel the screen. And nobody knows how to change a bulb. Apparently on a not. Projector. I so they're all those little... Well, the thing is, that cinemas don't have projectionists anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's they just they, they you know yeah, they. What was your be- what yeah. was your best most obviously shit? This is a human thing in a cinema where projectionists went wrong. We I, I went uh, to see the Lord of the Rings trilogy back to back in the QFT. That wouldn't have been that long ago. It wasn't but they still they were still using film. Oh yeah, okay. So the Lord of the Rings trilogy back to back. We got Fucking about. Yeah, there must have been twelve projectionists to get that going. They they got about. <laughs> Three quarters of the way through the second film, uh-huh. I think it, it, the the bottom Battle of Helm's Deep is that that's the second yeah. film. Yep. Yeah. So the Battle of Helm's Deep, second film, Legolas is about to slide down the steps okay. and do his little fast arrow thing, yeah. and suddenly, as he's about to slide, Legolas's head expands into this <laughs> massive bubble. Wow. And then pops. Oh wow. And the celluloid snaps. Oh, that's awesome. And the screen goes white. And the reel had caught fire <laughs> because they had they had been like you know they'd done the first film three quarters of the second yeah. film, so it had just been going for far too long. So the reel caught fire, wow, and snapped in the 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 stereotypical what you would ex- what you've seen in films yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. with this big kind of Ooh. molten bubble, and then it goes. And it's <laughs> at that point Deadpool's head would appear. Yeah, and yeah. Go, hey, look, Hello. the film's <laughs> just gone wrong. <laughs> um, meta, meta joke. So yeah, so they actually they had to get the projections to slice a couple of frames out of the film, wow. re-stick it back together, let Talk it cool down for a little school. bit, and then yeah, and then get the projection That's back going awesome. again. That's awesome. But they don't, you know, I do a lot of work with cinemas, and they don't have projections anymore. They yeah. just have downloaders and people who. Yeah. Um, we'll download the DCP, well, load in you, the DCP. Have you had a pr- projectionist moment? Um, just things are out of focus, and then, but oh, then, yeah, the, shitty when but things the, are but out then of I focus. wander out into the into the auditorium, and I'm I'm sort of shouting, going, "Is there anyone about? <laughs> <laughs> Fix the focus at screen six. <laughs> and well, we, people look at you like, "What's wrong with the focus? Well, it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> Blurry. Change your glasses. Yeah, we went to we went to see the audit or the Odeon used to do the flashback Monday uh-huh. thing. So every other Monday they would show just an old film. Yeah. Um, in the big on the big screen. So we went to see Die Hard. Yeah. And again, they were still working on reels. They mixed the reels up. Oh, no. So we watched the first reel of Die Hard. And just as John McClane, I think, is about to run up the stairs, to, just as the terrorists have come in, so very, very, very early on, just as he's about to run up the stairs, suddenly there was a hard cut and everything's on fire. And it had jumped to reel three, uh-huh. which is just after the massive explosion yeah. as he swung down through the through the glass window and he's screaming, Holly! And there was nothing they could do. The projection, the reel was on the projector. Yeah. So we had to wa- we had to watch watched reel one, then we had to watch reel three, including the credits in full, <laughs> before oh. reel two was going to start. Oh, and they were just they were man. at the at the entrance to the theater. They were just handing people their money back as they were walking oh, out. Awful. Um. So I yeah I wanted to see the Equalizer too. They my, said no. My turn. No, we're not done yet. 
the bulbs. Oh, well, you, do you, oh, oh, you, you clearly. Knew those, oh, yeah, you knew those I were did. Yeah, the question. yeah. I mean, you clearly he have doesn't a offer any interest in anyone else unless he has okay, something to, to volunteer. I sat and listened to your anecdotes. Two of them. This is just quid pro quo to you, isn't it? <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell you now. No, 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 I will. I will. I will. PJ, uh, do we, you have any. Uh, <laughs> two little stories. Two oh, little stories. One of, them, one of them was just in terms of focus. Um, I think I might have told you this before, but we went to see with Nathan and Tom, we went to see when 3D films were big, we went to see a cartoon in 3D and we grabbed, we had all the 3D glasses, we just grabbed 3D glasses, went out to the cinema and Nathan was quite young, he was about eight or something and he was sat uh, with his 3D glasses on, we all had our 3D glasses on and we were watching it and Nathan's going, this isn't working. Of course, we had a diagnosis that Nathan had ASD at the time so we everything would make him fidget and everything would make him fall and stuff and he's going, this, oh, this is all blurry and I'm going, it's fine Nathan, just put your glasses on. Oh, it's all no, no, it's all buried. About halfway through the film, I went, here, have my glasses. I give him my glasses just to shut him up. And I put his on. His were shades. His were shades. <laughs> his, it turns out, were uh, kids' spy shades that we'd, we'd grabbed on the way out. The poor bugger had been watching this old film. <laughs> <laughs> sort of wrong uh. the entire time but they, 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 the the only time I remember going to cinema and the projectionist really fucking up was uh, the second Jurassic Park film really loved the first one really wanted to see the second one and really wanted to see dinosaurs in, in New York or wherever it was and so they're on the boat and they come off the boat and from then on the film was upside down <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how how you would make a film upside down and I mean, I think they must have must have had two machines. Maybe is that that would have well, one point you'd have had two machines because you'd have crossed over yeah. from one to the yeah. other for the reels. So the second machine must have had the reel. Something. The reel would have been on backwards. Is yeah. that? They, but yeah, then the, would, the, it, would it have played backwards? No, it depends. How, it depends how it was rewound before. It could yeah. be backwards, and if they've rewound, yeah, could they if, put the reel on upside down and then they could. Feeding it through the thing upside down. Yeah, they could. It's, yeah. it's always baffled me. I've never understood how it was upside down, but running the right. I have direction. a little. I have a little projector upstairs. I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll try and figure it out. To see, see, I always see what, thought it was maybe something to do with the the because they t- everything's turned as mirrors and mir- yeah, 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 they yeah, turn yeah. it upside down and could be. So I don't, I don't know. Like, but anyway, I I, it was that's really, the thing. I, even I don't really know all that much about about seeing the dinosaurs in New York and they were all upside down. It was like. What the <laughs> fuck? Anyway, go Dinosaurs ahead. Go Australia. ahead. Go on. So you um, couldn't get into. So I couldn't thing. get in. So I said, right. Well, I'm this here. Is your fault, by the way. You both said to me, "Oh, we haven't thought of anything to talk about." Uh, no, so that's not true. I, I, am have a, I have a list. I have a list here of things to which, talk which about. Which you did whenever I came in. Yeah, you well, said, yeah, "I better no. write some stuff down." <laughs> anyway, go on. Uh, is 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 your anecdote about this? It is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I said, so I said, all right. Well, what's starting? Now, like, what is it? What else? Is I'm here now. I, I might as well here. see something. Got a couple, it's not often that I get a couple of hours off from the wife and child. <gasps> so, oh, what a thing to say! Um, I was like, right, I'm here. What, what, what else is starting now? So, it was either Ant Man and the here. Wasp, yeah. which yes. I've already seen. All oh, right, okay. Or the Meg. Okay. <gasps> oh, I see so the I was Meg. like, right, okay. The you don't Meg. sound as keen to see the Meg as I. No, I was not I keen to see the, the Meg, Meg, but the I did. It, I did for years. I love. I relish a cinema trip. So I, a few years ago, I did a, a comic like way back before I had a professional comic career. I did a, a story called Live Bait with a guy called Jim Campbell, and Live Bait is basically giant sharks. And so there's quite a lot of the the imagery that we use. There's an image on the cover which is a giant shark's mouth coming out and chomping down on some people, and it looks very similar to a lot of the stuff that they're yeah. using for the Meg. But I blame the fact that there's only so many things you can do with a well, shark. Yeah, <laughs> not know? that many poses for no, a shark. There's not. There's not. 
Um, so yeah, I went to see the Meg. Was it good? It is dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I was hoping you were building up to. Is, I had to go and see this shitty film, which turned out to be amazing. No, but no, it was just awful. No. There oh, are a balls. few brief moments. Is of... it as good as what's the other? What's the other really good shark the film? Sharknado. No, 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 no. Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea's an I unexpected mean, I mean, gem of a I think, film. I, th- I think Deep Blue Sea being described as good might be a stretch. Yeah, but oh right, in that case, maybe our tastes aren't going to mesh on this one. Well, I might well enjoy this. I uh, might, my uh, mate Jim, every we'll often, we'll talk about films sometimes, and there's a lot of films we agree on, and then there are some films where he'll describe it to me, and he will go, "It was shite," and I, I will go, "But everything you've just described to me is what makes is it what sound like want. amazing." Why? I mean, <laughs> there are moments in it that are really fun, and you think, yeah. Oh, and More then and then and then it just and then they stop and ah. it's just fucking awful. At one stage they and I wrote I wrote it down in the cinema and texted it to my friend. At one stage they say the line, "He's already proved hostile towards boats." <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I think that's a good line. <laughs> that's a great line. What's wrong with that line? Um, uh, yeah, Even I just it, it just was not it was not good. It was not good. Um, and you know I enjoy Jason Statham. Rian Wilson is in it too. I enjoy. But it's just not good. It's just not good. Some okay, of the CG is quite convincing. Okay, um, you believe a shark can swim? <laughs> <laughs> a shark can nado? Yeah, yeah. It's just I just did not enjoy it at all. Okay, then. I did not enjoy that at all. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> what? This is the worst Craig David cover ever. <laughs> I went went to the cinema on Monday. I went to the Empire Comedy Night on Tuesday. It's actually really okay. Good that's fun. That, this is this is this is better than than I was expecting it to be. Why? Well, I don't get it. We never. I never. We never get out. Yeah. Never get out of the house. Same as you. Never get out. I've of the never house. been to the Empire Comedy Night. Have you not? No. I, I'll tell you a true story about um like uh, I I went to see um what's his name um Irish comedian um who it's uh, a true story. It's, it's not a true story. It's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Ed Byrne. Went to see Ed Byrne, okay. right? In 1992, right? 1992. He was playing uh, upstairs in the Queen Student Union. At the same time as downstairs, uh, Sean, Sean, show, uh, Sean Hughes was playing. Oh, RIP. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and at the time, Ed Byrne was an unknown, a relatively unknown act. And, uh, you know, he opened up by apologizing for not being, you know, for everyone who's come to see the Irish Comedian and ended up in his show, not not the other show. And uh, and then he did, a, I used to do a lot of gags about how, uh, how yeah, I know you'll think, uh, I know you've seen me before, I am I am uh, 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 Roseanne's daughter, because he, <laughs> he had a similar sort of look. Yeah. And anyway, he told a story about, uh, a joke about um, his uh, girlfriend would do this thing where whatever argument they'd have, she would go, look, if you don't know, and then I'm not going to tell you. And that was useless. Nah, 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 nah. So and if you don't know, I'm never going to tell you. I mean, if you don't know what's wrong, I'm not going to tell you. And that was fine. So he did this whole routine. It was very funny. And then about 20 or 30 minutes into the rest of the set, he starts talking about, you know, I've been to Belfast before. I, I did the Empire one night. And the entire audience just started booing. Just went, boo. And he's like genuinely confused. Like, so what, why? I don't, why are you booing? And from the back, this woman's voice says, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and he wet himself laughing and says, it's the best heckle that he'd ever had. Um, so anyway, that, that's, uh, that's by the way. Um, I went to the Empire, and Ed and I never get out. The last time we went to the Empire, I think was in 
mid nineties or so. We went with some friends of mine and that like I can't, I can't think that we were even going out that long. I went with some friends, and the humor, the, the comedians all were really crude, and it was like, this is not, this is not a date that's going well, and we weren't getting on great with the people we were with or something, and uh, and so in my head it's like, Annette hates comedy. <laughs> <laughs> she just not does not warm to stand up comedy. It's not good for her. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like panel shows. Doesn't like any of those things. Oh, we've we've seen a few stand up comedians. So we went, and it was really it's funny. convenient for her that she doesn't like funny people. <laughs> Uh, and so we went to see it. It was really, really good. And it was like a tenor or something. It yeah. wasn't dear. Uh, they had, there was a compare. There were two acts that were okay. And Colin Murphy or uh, no, Jake it wasn't O'Kane? Colin Murphy. It was, no, it was neither. It was mm. none of the known people. All right. Um, and um, they had, uh, I can't remember the name of the acts, but it doesn't matter. They're, they're often on and off. But it was really, really good. And I want to go back again. But it's it's finding a babysitter and, yeah. and getting down. Well, we, we got a... a Ironically, I could be there tonight because we've got a babysitter tonight. But yeah. instead, I'm here yeah. recording a podcast. Yeah. So fuck you. Well, we got a babysitter at the weekend, and we thought, okay, mm-hmm. the the actual thing that we were going to do ended up falling through. So we thought, right, we'll still make use of the babysitter and go out. So we were going to go to the cinema. Mm-hmm. We got to the cinema, and you could only see the Meg. And we could only see the Meg. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to go and see Mission Impossible. Hang on, you could only go to see the Meg, really? No. All right. <laughs> we were going to go and terrible. see Mission Impossible, uh-huh. and then at the last minute, in the queue, mm-hmm. we were next. Hannah decided that she didn't want to see Mission mm. Impossible, and I thought, "All oh, right, okay. What would you like to see?" And she said, "Mamma Mia!" To oh no, that's terrible. Oh, fake out. Um, so what I a sa- mean thing to do to someone. So I said no. <laughs> so <laughs> we just went to see two she different. Really we went to see two different films. Done that. I know. <laughs> And we thought, and we th- and we thought, why haven't we done this? <laughs> I find More a relationship often. works really well when you when you're both prepared to acknowledge that there are things neither of you like doing. Yeah, and well, instead like, of all the bullshit, we're not going to sit. We're not going to sit and talk in the cinema. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if I'm sitting the beside best, her or she's sitting beside that me. In my relationship, I've been with Annette for about 25, 24 years. I think the the best point in our relationship, uh, that point where you kind of know who you are. Is is when you kind of realise that uh, I don't want to go shopping, and I'm I'm okay about not going shopping. And she's going, yeah, it's fine. I don't want you to come with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's when you know yeah. you're you're. So kind it of was okay. it was great. She got to go and see Mamma Mia. I got to go and see Mission Impossible again. And, and you didn't get to talk about it. I didn't. Have, we didn't. didn't have to. Uh, no, but it, we're not going to talk in the cinema anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't. No, no. But I mean matter. about the films. Uh, are you going to compare notes? You're going to say no. I was I was, I was, like, I was a stunt like in Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> I was perfectly happy to hear about Mamma Mia. Apparently, they've done something quite interesting in the in the, Don't believe you. the plot. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's in the plot. In the plot, <laughs> it is certainly interesting. They've done, they've they've done something a little bit that, that you, certainly you Hannah wasn't expecting. You can go out any time you like, Ron, and I bet you you don't. You don't need a babysitter. I you do out, whatever I went you out want. On Friday night, and I had I had dinner with friends, and I just went, and Susie didn't go. It was fun. Okay. Where'd you go for dinner? Oh, I have to say, right, it's your 40th birthday soon. So it's my 40th birthday. I mean, uh, as this podcast goes out, my, it's my 40th birthday in a few days. I am so excited. I'm really excited about Ron being 40. Is he going to pants me I, or something? I, I, <laughs> just, I'm just really excited. I, uh, right. What do you, I th- what, what do you think is going to happen when he turns 40? Nothing. No, but why? He's with us. He's here. <laughs> you He's said still that like here. It's likely. Well, Jesus, when I turned 40, I genuinely took stock and went... How many people didn't get this far? There's like a surprising number. Oh, Jesus, this took a turn. Oh, God. 
Are you going to start crying? <laughs> are we, no. Are we heading into man feelings territory <laughs> again? <laughs> no, I just I, like I. I mean, God, I lost. I lost my brother. He was twenty six. I, you know, my, I think my mum hit fifty. But like, I know so many people died before they even got the forty. That that is kind of a milestone. I mean, I don't. I don't think there well, are yeah, milestones I think, I think that's in your why age. I'm having a dinner for it rather than just sitting in the house ordering Domino's pizza. <laughs> yeah. I had a Domino's for the first time this week. Did you? Yeah. What? For the first time, gluten-free based Domino's pizza. Mm. Mm. Uh. Yeah. It was fine. <laughs> yeah, that's the best you can say about yeah. pizza. Yeah. It's, it's when, you, when you're gluten-free for a while and you realize, shit, I don't even need bread for a sandwich. I could just eat ham and cheese on its <laughs> own. <laughs> just <laughs> shove it in there. Does that I mean you can't eat naan bread in the, in the Indian restaurant? Yeah. Yes, that does mean yeah. I can't I'm going to be eating naan bread. That, that's fine. That is... Th- from I've been gluten free for a long time, and the only thing that I ever crave, the only thing that I miss, because cakes and stuff you can throw enough sugar in there that they just taste like cakes and it's fine. The only thing that I miss is a pashwari naan. Mm. That mm. is the only thing where I think, Do you know what? I might it's just, worth the pain. What am I might just? I'll work my way through it. What if I just chewed it and then spat it out? I, know, I, I keep thinking that if you just chew it and spit it out, would it count? I mean, it, I mean, probably not. It's not like it's into your gut. That's yeah, the I know, but it, I mean, there's surely there's some part. I think uh, there's some part of it that's going to get in and still mess with me. I don't know. It's not worth the risk. I don't know. Uh, I'm not, not imaginarily risk. chewing things. <laughs> <laughs> Wondering, like, mm. you know, would, would the enjoyment? I was eating something the other day, and Thomas leaned into me and leaned right into me. Thomas Tan leaned in and went, "Your digestion's really loud." <laughs> <laughs> I don't come. think I don't think I could trust myself just to chew and not swallow. Mm. You well, just there's get, you a thing. There's a, instantly there we go. There's a yeah. there's a thing for Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Ron just taking a note of the time. What code. time? What time code yeah. was, was that? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's like with a, a with a nan or a cake or something like that, just get it and you'd get it to that nice or a cock pasty consistency. <laughs> Who is chewing dong? I'm sorry, I was just lying there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there's not even a good place to cut that. <laughs> you just there's uh, yeah. Good luck with that. Sorry. Anyway, uh, who's chewing dong? No one. Yeah, exactly. That I'm aware yeah. Of. I'm just, was, exactly. You know, okay. But so, I don't think I could chew and not swallow. <laughs> <laughs> what happened on Wednesday? Wednesday. <laughs> uh, ever. Oh yeah, I I clearly just ran out of juice in terms of putting days in from here on in. <laughs> so it's, it's just, just a from here on in. It's, it's just, just general stream of consciousness. <laughs> and Frank, you are not. <laughs> it's just general. Wait, what happened on Tuesday? Uh, we, we went to the empire. Oh, you Only went to the empire. Yeah, okay. Um, I've written here pictures of kids, a building. No, oh no, like I know what it is. Memories triggered dog. by. <laughs> No, I haven't really been to the Empire in a long, long time, right? And the Empire hasn't changed in 20 years. So when you go into the Empire, for me, it's like time traveling. Like, I am instantly back. Except the numeric keypad on the toilets. There's a what what now? There's a numeric keypad on the toilets. Well, maybe downstairs. Yeah, downstairs. So the the Empire... Number one, number two. (laughs) 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 So the Empire, for anybody who isn't from here... Uh, it's like <laughs> from here. Yeah, it's like a split level. So you go under, technically underground for the for the lower part, which is the normal bar, and then they open the the upstairs for like special events, like the comedy night and yeah. gigs and that sort of thing. I think they've had a problem with either 
like junkies going in and shooting up. Do you know or what? Do you know what? I junkies think is a very pejorative word. I think that <laughs> I, I, genuinely, I think the problem is that there are not many public toilets, and the empire is quite easy to scoot and go to the loo and then scoot back out again. again. So when you buy a dr- when you buy a drink downstairs, yeah. you get a little piece of paper. That's with not what they were doing on Tuesday. The toilets were just open, so it was maybe upstairs. That been, no, we were both upstairs and downstairs. Oh, downstairs. Well, yeah. downstairs there's a maybe little the, numeric. The bouncers were on the door anyway, so it was oh, so maybe different. it's just for yeah. not off peak times. Maybe for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get like a little number, little piece of paper okay. with today's well, code. Well, Eason's do the same as well. Eason's in town does that. If you need to use the loon Eason's, you've got to get a pin code. And so does McDonald's in town. Really? What? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really funny because if you go up to the McDonald's, as soon as you go up to the toilet, you see someone standing there going, huh? Look at look, because no one's told them there's a TV <laughs> code, so, and and it's like three flights up to the toilets in McDonald's. I mean, it, and it must, it, so it, you've it, got you eat your burger, you go, go on, bursting for a piss, you run up to the toilets, and it's like, I I need a key code to get in here, and then you're all the way back down again. That McDonald's in town, I've got two things. That McDonald's in town, mm-hmm. three stores, three floors up, yeah, was the first place in my life that I found hedge porn. What? <laughs> and it was. It, um, I'm going to assume that everybody knows what hedge porn is. Yeah. But it was stuffed in to the plastic planters in between McDonald's booths. Oh, now booths. I understand why they've got the locks now. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody had pushed like a full mag just into one of those fake hedges in between the booths so and fake McDonald's. hedge porn? So wait, so hang on. So <laughs> you, you, you retrieved the hedge <laughs> were they photos? Yeah. Were they photos of blow-up dolls? Because the hedges were plastic. They were plastic. <laughs> It's funnier in my anyway, head. Yeah, I mean, I'm, in my head, that's a really funny joke. Yeah, yeah, in your that's head. A, <laughs> anyway, I'm just like, are there places that you would go to that you're instantly transported back twenty years? You I don't mean, think any to you, that's practically st- a fetal uh, at time. But <laughs> twenty years, twenty years when I was thirteen. Well, yeah, probably, yeah, it? probably McDonald's finding hedge porn. Really, <laughs> <laughs> Scott? Why, why, why have you got an erection? <laughs> it's only a McDonald's. I find that at the at the um, rehearsal hall that I'm. Is that oh I'm right, because well, I because I used to belong to the same society. Oh I was yeah, a yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah. So now, whenever I go in there, now they've renovated it a lot and it has it has toilets where there weren't toilets before. But yeah, I still, I still get that feeling of like this is the place that we used to have all night parties in, and it's like you you're know, a ghost. You're kind of going to walk through doors that aren't there anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, child protection laws are, are different now. Because <laughs> Back then, like I had, I had a copy of, of you the have key to have to someone the with you. and we we just used to like say right part, party at the rehearsal hall, and somebody would show up with like you know twenty four deck of tenants. <laughs> I didn't drink, but everyone else did, yeah. you know. And it was a uh, some things don't change, no. But and uh, but we we just would take over the place like all night, and now like they're all out of there by like half ten, <laughs> and there's parents. Yeah, this, the kids nowadays are so well behaved. So well behaved, so nice. It's horrible. I don't think I would enjoy it as a child now. You know? Oh, I think it would be horrible. I, I like. I'm terrified for Ralphie growing up. Why? Just it just seems. It's called Ralphie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> what happens when he's older? It's just Ralphie. It's, it's Ralphie on his birthday. Yeah, Ralph. but but what if he decides he's just Ralph then? I mean, he can call himself whatever he wants. Rape? My my mate Jim. Uh, my mate Jim. Rape. Right. My mate Jim. I've forgotten exactly what his first name is, right? But he's, his mum and dad sent him out, and his first name, well, let's call him um, Stephen. He went out uh, one day when he was he was six or seven or something, and they went, okay, Stephen, see you later. And he went out, and he came back later in that day, and uh, the next day his friends, his little kids, called from the door, and went, is Jim in? And I went, who? Jim? And he went, for me. And he ran out. From then on, he was called Jim. 
So his name's not it's, Jim. It's Jim, Jim. No, Jim Lavery. Jim's his middle name. But he went out one day with his first name and came back with his middle name <laughs> as his first name. And that, that's what and his name stuck. is. And it's just stuck, yeah. That happened to me too. <laughs> oh, that's right. Your, your first name isn't Ron. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's right. I forgot this revelation. <laughs> what are you talking about? I have two names. I have, I have three names, but you only know one of them, and it's my first name. Yeah, I am Aaron Aberdethy. Oh, Aaron. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. So yeah, I, yeah. Ron right, isn't I, I technically was, a middle name. No, <laughs> it's an abbreviation. It's literally, a friend of mine just decided to drop all the A's. In fact, for a while, he called me Triple A. <laughs> oh, that's a name you want. Oh shit! I have to tell you this story. Oh my god! I have to tell you this story. <laughs> Listener, now if you'd seen the way this <laughs> this happened here. Um, I said a thing, and then PJ's head nearly exploded because an anecdote presented itself to him in the way that only it seems to for PJ, and that it's just a bolt of lightning out of the blue. His eyes lit up; and <laughs> they nearely popped out of his head. And you know, oh, it's like what, to it's hear like, this one. It's like watching Sheldon whenever somebody interrupts him. He's like a man possessed, but at the moment, right? I went to the Dublin City Comic Con, as you know. I was doing drawings for people, and I drawn I drawn a couple of Judge Dreads for guys. And I'd, I'd, a couple of them I'd drawn a dread, and it was just sitting there, and when people come up and go, oh, can I have a sketch? I go, yeah, sure, and I'll, I'll embellish it a little bit for them. So this guy came up, <coughs> nice fella, he says, can I have a dread? I went, yeah, sure. I says, do you want me to, I'll, what I'll do, what I'll, what I'll often do is I'll take, like, I'll draw a city block in the background, and dreads world, city blocks have names, so, you know, you'd have had uh, Pete Postlewaite Pete. block and all, you know, yeah. um, you know, Aaron Abernathy block, all these things, you, you know, and people will frequently get name dropped in them. And so I said, what's your name? And I'll draw it into the thing. He went, John. I went, In, inside I'm thinking, that is the dullest fucking name. Like, I've not got to write John on the side of a John building. Block. John Block. It's really dull. So I said to him, what's your surname? And he went, it's, I went, I, hang on. I heard Ironmonger. And he went, yeah. I went, your, your name is John Ironmonger. He went, yeah. Ironmonger, like iron, mon- like monger of irons. You went, yeah, that's my name. That is the coolest, <laughs> the coolest name you've ever heard. Yeah, I don't know with that. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like going, Iron, wow, that's an amazing name. He's going, yeah, you know. He says, he's in work. I says, what do you do? He's IT. He says, well, you know, what do they call you in IT? Oh, he says, oh, they just they sort of shorten it. I went, all oh, right, what what do they call you? Iron Man. <laughs> they call him Iron Man at work. He says, my boss started calling me Iron Man. Then everyone's calling. Now people phone in saying, is Iron Man there? I went, your, your nickname is Iron Man. You're called Iron. What fuck? Hi, I mean, it's it's a lot to live so up to sex. Yeah, it's I really fucking cool. I wouldn't like so that. jealous. What's I, your name? John Ironmonger. I said, no, I said to him, what was, like, when, you're, when you first met, because he was married, I said, when you first met your wife, what would... Because can you imagine, like you're meeting, you you meet someone, you go out for a date, and, and I said, what was what happened when you told her your surname? She went, she didn't believe me. First of all, she thought I was making it up, and then and I said, so and when you got married, did she took your name? She went, yeah. What was her name? Hair. <laughs> her surname was Hair. Her surname was Hair. <laughs> her surname was Hair. <laughs> she married John Ironmonger. H A I R. Hair? And I said, they're going, this the is end. like, this has all been made up for me. But this H-A- is oh, yeah, maybe H A R E. I went to school with a girl who was called Hair. H A I R E. Yeah, yeah, that sounds, yeah, that sounds plausible. Awful. <laughs> she was too. 
I mean, I'm more interested in hair than Ironmonger. Really? Yeah. Because Ironmonger is just like... John name. Ironmonger is that's a, just a name John that has been is a really over. dull name. John is John a dull name. Ironmonger is a fucking awesome yeah. but name. If you had a comic book character called John Ironmonger. You'd go, that's too on the nose. Yeah, people <laughs> would be like, nah. But it's just, especially in, in an anglified society, names like that are not... Yeah, normal. Un, he's, are not he's supposed un, no, to be called Smith. Are not yeah. Unco- yeah. He is supposed to be called Smith. But like... His but, family didn't get the memo. Yeah. <laughs> Right, you're all called Smith now. No, I'm not called Smith. We're not doing Smithy work. We're, yeah, we're, we're doing iron mongery. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Smithy works for those people over there. Yeah, but like you know, like Fletcher and those sorts of things. Yeah, but hair. <laughs> See, this is not why I would have pictured the fixation on iron. But for me, Ironmonger nah, is the cool name. I don't I mean, even think you can improve the first name John. I, like, if your surname was Ironmonger, there's no better first name than John. Really. I mean, is there? Wolfie. Wolfie Ironmonger. No, it all... Ralphie. Ralphie Ironmonger. It all, none of it works. John Ironmonger is the perfect superhero name. It's an awesome name. But he works in IT. But he works <laughs> in IT. And, and they call him Iron Man. Fucking hell, I'll do that. Yes, please. Do you think he's going to listen to this? I've no idea. He might do. I was, I, everything I'm saying, I said to him. I, do, I mean, I was as aghast then. I mean, did your head do that thing that it just yes, did here it did, Yeah, I, my head more or less exploded. I genuinely did say, I, I heard Ironmonger. Is, is that, is that, because I couldn't. Uh, and Did uh, you make it Ironmonger block? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> he went, that's the coolest thing I've ever had given to me. It's really awesome. Well, your <laughs> nickname, your no, it's not your name is. <laughs> your, yeah. your nickname's Iron Man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's maybe the third coolest thing you've ever got. While we yeah. were there, I got uh, I did a I had uh, what do you call him? Nick Frost was there, and um, I did a. There was a guy ahead of him who'd got a dread sketch, and there's a kind of giddiness that overtakes you when you're really kind of you know when you're at at, at a thing and there's a celebrity there or something and you're kind of going oh, I'm a bit who oh, I'm a bit super giddy and I'm, you make silly snap decisions that are always regretted later on, and um, he I, I'd done him a dread sketch and he and he'd gone up to Nick Frost and asked him to. <coughs> He said, could you write, I'd drawn a city block with his name on it as well. And he'd asked Nick Frost to just write in this, in like in tiniest letters, Nick Frost was here just on the wall. It would look really cool and be fun. And Nick Frost went, I'm not, I'm not going to touch that man's art. That's, you know, I'll just write my name down to blue. And that was fine. And the other guy that was there was a the guy who played Worf in, in Star. Uh, Michael oh, Doors? Yeah. Michael Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was there. Um, I didn't recognize him because it turns out uh, quite a lot of that prosthetic is forehead. So his his head was a lot smaller than I was expecting, so, so I was looking at him going, "He, I know he's familiar, but I don't know what he's in." And and also the guy from um, uh, the Orville who plays the wharf alike character in the Orville was also there. It's quite a good show. But anyway, he went up to Michael Dorn and said, "Could you?" I mean, like, right. Michael Dorn was here, and Michael Dorn was just going, "Yeah, of course I'll sign anything." And signed sweeping black marker across <laughs> the artwork. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy came. The guy just came wandering back to me, like I got, I got these guys to sign, and and, and you could just tell. It's like whenever, whenever you you get like a, you know, when you're, you're with, with Thomas Tan, you get him a present that he's really desperate to open, like a, a, a fun bag of something, and he opens it, and it's just full of things that he's already got, What's and a it's fun like bag? you know, like a, a blind bag of something, and and you know, if he gets a blind bag of toys or something of of whatever Gizmo's toys. What is, blind, like, what is a blind? What is a blind bag? A blind box, like a lucky dip bag. 
I'm Why just, are we going down this I'm weird? staring at PJ. And I'm, I'm, the words are coming up, but I'm, they're, not, they're not making <laughs> they're not any mean, sense. No. A blind like, bag is a bag with a toy in it that costs three ninety nine. You don't know what the toy is. The are toy these the things that they get at children's parties? No, they're, they're, no. You get them in Forbidden Planet now as well. The little really? boxes with any of the bo- why? I feel like you're winding me up, like deliberately trying to be vague and strange. No, okay. you said a fun box. I know. I, I can see a blind bag. I can see I lost the words for the beginning with. But you know what I'm talking about, don't you? A blind box. Well, let's just say that the concept sounds like something that we can. We can grab. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's it's like when you get him one of those with, with figures in it that he really, really wants, and he opens up the box, and it's and he's so excited to get it, and he opens up the box, and the figure he's got is one he's already got, or a really rubbish one, and, and you can tell that he's sort of, he doesn't want to show that he's disappointed, but he yeah. is actually quite disappointed, and the guy you could tell was a kind of slightly broken hearted that Michael Dorn had scrolled all the way across it. Do not so, give I did, a fuck. I, so I did him another dread sketch, he was happy enough then. But uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's the John Ironmonger story, that was mine. We, got, we met uh, John Noble at one of these Who's conventions. John Noble? John Noble, he played um, Denethor Thor in Lord of the Rings, and he played... Um, he Your played, man. Well, well, he played Walter Bishop in French. Carl Urban was supposed to be at this thing as well down in Dublin, but he wasn't there. Oh my God, another one. Yeah. He's He's cool too. Yeah. Yeah. But Um, Mike, like the meeting John Noble, uh, we have a picture of it upstairs, which he very kindly signed, but... Me and, me and Hannah got our pictures taken with them, and it might be the happiest that we've ever looked. And that, in, <laughs> that includes on our wedding day. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. We, we, we were, we, like, Hannah was beyond we had, giddy. We had lunch in the green room, and um, who else was there? Superman. Dean Cain was there. Dean Cain. <laughs> Dean Cain. <laughs> Dean Cain was there having lunch in the same room as me and Michael Carroll and his wife, Lenny, and um, uh, all these other celebrities. And Annette's sitting there going... <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm going, this this food's really good. This is the best food I've ever had at a convention. <laughs> She's going, oh, look at the people. <laughs> I'm going, this food's great. Dean Cain. Dean Cain was there. Apparently he's a big Trump head. He is, yeah. yeah. Really? And yeah. also a, a, a sheriff or something. He's like a licensed he's a sheriff. Sher- he's a licensed well, he sheriff. Well, he's something. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they let Steven Seagal be a sheriff. Yeah, well, that's or true. Or a deputy. I think they and made him a deputy. Move. <laughs> yeah. That's not Steve. You're thinking Steve I think Parker. every... every <laughs> I think every uh, karate expert that's that's uh, fighting you know those those little standee things they fight against where they're chopping them yeah. and stuff is basically practicing against Steven Seagal because they ever t- ever have to take him because he doesn't I move know much. right I know I know a couple of stories about Steven Seagal okay I don't know if I've ever buckle told, up buttercup yeah I don't know if I've told these stories on the show before <laughs> if I have I apologize but I find them really funny I'm calling this episode anecdotorama. <laughs> <laughs> but Steven Seagal when you're shooting a film. Um, you have what's called reverses, mm-hmm. and it's whenever, say, uh, the camera's shooting one person and over the shoulder of another person. Mm-hmm. And then you swing around and you shoot over their shoulder to get yeah. the reverse. It's like a naughty. A bit like a naughty. Yeah. yeah. So. You don't know what a naughty is? No, I don't know what a naughty is. A naughty is whenever you're filming an interview and you in film the uh, in the news and you film the questions being asked. Oh, yeah. And then, and you, then, the other, and then you flip it and, and, you, and, and you, you just go, nod oh, your head. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Even though you, you know, you're recording to nothing because yeah. you're just nodding. Um, well, Steven Seagal doesn't do reverses. Okay. So I if, heard that about him. if you ever see Steven Seagal on screen but can't see his face, That's it's not, not Steven Seagal. It's a, additionally, it's a, it's a cardboard stand-in, which is ironically less wooden. Additionally, he also won't record ADR. Oh, will he not? And he won't wear a radio mic. 
So, so someone has to hover a boom over him. Someone, someone has to hover a boom over him at all times, and if they don't get it, he won't record the ADR. So is if that you what hear, his head is? Is that like a constant mic cover that's on his it's hair? Just the, the black ponytail so yeah. keeps falling down onto him. So if you hear Steven Seagal's voice and you don't see his mouth moving, Seagal that's not person. him. And if you watch, there's a specific film. I think it's called Safe from Harm because all Steven Seagal films only have three words. Yes. At the very end of the film, because he won't do someone words. just starts narrating, <laughs> and it's not him. How do? How does like? How you can see how Tom Cruise could get into the position where he goes, "I'm not doing reverses, I'm not doing ADR, I'm not doing mics," and people would go, "Okay, you're Tom Cruise, that's fine." But Steven Seagal, you go because Fuck you, you're Steven, Steven Seagal. Seagal. Steven Seagal makes a lot of people a lot of money on a regular basis. Mm. So the thing about the Steven Seagal movies are. They make these direct-to-DVD movies, yeah. and they know what how they can spend yeah. and how much they're going to make back. And they make the money back in the mid, like the, basically the waistband of America. <clears throat> yeah. that, that kind of mid-to-lower mm-hmm. area of America. And Kim Jong-un. And Ki- yeah, and Kim Jong-un. They Is make the Bible a belt? crap ton. I don't know if it is the Bible. I'm not, like, I know there's, a, there's the panhandle in the yeah. Midwest. I don't really know, but... Basically, the the kind of bottom They're mixing half. a lot of metaphors in, in that, aren't they? So it's just folks going, come on, Lurleen, the new Seagal's out. We're going to well, watch that tonight. And they'll go to Walmart and they'll pay $5 or whatever it is for the DVD. And they're still buying DVDs. And You kick them commie bastards, <laughs> Steven Seagal. <laughs> so they know that he'll make that he'll make the money. Uh, so yeah, that's my Steven Seagal stories. There you go. Um, Were you making love on Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> No, well, no, hopefully by not, Wednesday. Not, not that week, no. Um, yes, uh, right. So, so I, I go into in, in my little diary of just things that start annoying me then. So uh, I find the, uh, this, right, so you know the song This Is America, the, the one by um, Childish, yes, Gambino. Childish Gambino, which I actually, I like when I saw the video of it, first saw the video of it, I thought that is an incredibly powerful piece of art. That's like, there are very few pieces of artwork, uh, of art that I've ever seen where I go, that's... <laughs> You're doing this, Ron's doing this sexy mirroring <laughs> what I'm doing kind of pose. And I'm stuck in the middle. <laughs> stuck in the middle. So there's a sexual charge it's between being, us at this point. It's being f- like flirted through. My back, my back hurts. <laughs> I'm lying down. I, I, I don't care what you make of it. <laughs> it's just what's happening. Um, so yeah, so I like there are some there. There's I. I'm quite dismissive of a lot of art. I kind of find a lot of art is okay. Well, they did that. That's cool. That looks nice. Or that isn't nice. But a lot of it is like I don't even see the point of that. You know, a lot of people are like that. I think. I think um, my uh, your man who chops cows in half. I kind of a lot of that. What's his name? Damien Hurst. Damien Hurst. A lot of that I thought that's like. I mean, that's just. I don't that even was know the that most is. contemporary bit of art you could think of. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know I have a point, but my changed my mind about Damien Hurst when he did this, the diamond-encrusted skull. Okay. And the reason I changed my mind is because not long after that, suddenly skulls became a leitmotif in every piece of fashion there was. You know, decorated shiny skulls were everywhere, and they still they still are. So there's there's clearly something there that I don't understand that that is he's tapping into something. Yeah. You know, um, so I accept that. And when Annette and I went to New York one year, Annette went to the Modern Art Museum and stood in a room. There's a room which had a, a light that goes off and on and off and on, and she thought it was the funniest thing she's ever seen. She really just really liked. Just all modern art made her laugh. So anyway, I think This Is America is an incredibly powerful... Like, you watch that and you really feel something, you know? You really kind of feel something, or I I certainly did. And then I saw Channel 4 
using the song to advertise community. And I thought, that you can't you can't do that. That's not I mean, I can see why they decided to do that, but I mean you can't do that's I mean that's like that's like the face in the Mona Lisa and it just it feels wrong to do yeah, that. I wonder what he thought about that. Yeah. I mean obviously they didn't have to ask him, but at the same time it it, do, it does seem a bit of a a bit of a I mean it's a nice it's a catchy nice bit of music for for one thing but when paired with that video it is such a gut punch yeah. of of what it is and what in the statement it's making that and then to kind of go um okay we're going to make this into a uh, an advert for community just seems like that just seems wrong I don't know what do you think do you have an opinion there Scott Right, let me talk about Jerry Adams' cookbook. Have you seen Jerry Adams released a cookbook? That's the other thing I've written down here, Jerry Adams' cookbook. This is part of this ongoing <laughs> attempt by Jerry Adams to make everyone forget Jerry Adams. His, his Twitter account is a marvel of, of of weird sort of left field thinking and stuff. And and, and, and you do kind of go, <laughs> he's a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> remember, remember that time? Remember that time you ordered them fellas killed? <laughs> ah, Jerry. And uh, yeah, so th- uh, the uh, there were some suggestions of titles for food. One of them, the Irish Times said, "Give pizza a chance." Uh, Sky News had "Give peas a chance." Uh, my friend Gary Wilkinson said, "Up the ratatouille." <laughs> I just like Sam Tex Mix. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. Is like, <clears throat> is everybody just okay with it? Is there, has everybody just kind of... I, I think a lot of people have made the choice. I, I think I kind of consciously did myself to kind of just forget about it all. Yeah. At, at a certain <laughs> yeah, point. Just to go, look, look. Yeah. Okay. I, I give up. We have a, we have a society where, where essentially murderers roam free, but... Yeah. I mean, what are you yeah, going to do? What are you going to do, yeah. Yeah. I mean... No amount of me being upset about it will change it. No, no. Um, and no amount of me sort of complaining about it will change anyone's mind. I used, so. to, I used to say to people about the news, it's like the, the, the problem with the news, news should really be, here's a thing that's happening right now and, is in, and you're in an imminent danger of it happening to you. Or here's a thing that happened to some people you might know. And, and that's it. Nothing else should be news. That's it. In which case, the news would drop down to like four items a year. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be that much news. I'm pretty sure because a lot, ninety percent of news is basically rubbernecking. And it because would also you be can't affect most of your it. Phone. Yeah, someone's going to get you right now. Look behind you. Yeah, I mean, a lot of news is just here's shit that you could do nothing about, which is kind of horrible. Well, I think that's what contributes to sort of sense of helplessness amongst people. You know, where kind of the world is going to hell in a handcart and. You, you can, can do nothing you about it. You can do it. nothing about it. In fact, we're taking away your handcart. E- even, even the littlest thing you can do. Which is Foreigners vote. are coming for your handcart. Especially if you vote and you, you vote in a certain way and you don't win. Yeah. Then it starts to feel very pointless and very yeah, yeah. very much like... You I know, in, the, in this modern society where people like us who are, I think, very much little left-leaning, very liberal... Kind of, you know, generally want the good guys to win. Not pro-Nazi in any way <laughs> that I can think of. Um, I mean, you can say what you like about the Nazis, but Hugo Boss was a snappy designer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So you're not for the Jerry Adams cookbook? I thought that I'm not for it. It's just like... 
It annoyed I, me. It annoyed me at his existence. But, yeah, but I don't. But he's he's a human being he, who has to get on with things. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, he has to get on, and he's entitled to like make money and you know kind of do other things. But it's uh, part of it is. Uh, I was really it, hoping it, this it would a be a bad taste in my mouth, and it's not just the recipes. Yay! Yeah, I see. I was really um, hoping for more kind of raw like jokes about food. Than, than a really in-depth discussion <laughs> about yeah. the pros and cons of letting go of the troubles, if I'm honest. Well, it's, I mean, a bit in in this it kind of, in the, the way things are at the minute, people are getting trailed online for, you know, some poor taste jokes that they made years ago, hmm. uh, where, uh, but there are people who can seemingly... But seeming, all right. But yeah, yeah who, there are people who yeah. can seemingly say and do whatever they want and completely... And, and it just goes, passes by unnoticed. Hmm. It's just, I just think it's a it's a, a, an interesting Yeah, it's like Ian Disney Jr., who I have no time for, gets a really hard time for, uh, you, know, st- you know, dipping too far into the public purse. But Jerry... Who ordered some murders? Yeah, uh, yeah. you know that that's apparently not okay. Now, yeah, to be, that's to, fine. to, be, to yeah. be fair to Ian Paisley Jr., that that money was only resting as a count from <laughs> Singapore. <laughs> it wasn't. It was not our purse. It was the the, the other government's purse. Like, is, should we do a pick of the week? Do you think? Or have we have we yeah, yeah. blasted through yeah. the show? Do you think? I mean, my diary's covered a fair old chunk. I think would we'll agree. Okay. Yeah. I don't think we need put, put any more in effort into that. <laughs> well, I I'll start then. Um, okay. So, um. I have listened to recently the audiobook of Jurassic Park. Oh, right, Ooh. okay. Um, which I had not. Um, I read the book before the film came out Michael years Crichton. ago. Michael Crichton, yeah. Um, because I was so excited about the film, and I could mm-hmm. not wait until I read the book. And then I kind of forgot about it, because it was like six months later the film mm-hmm. came out. Um, so I didn't revisit it again, again until recently, and I, I listened to the audiobook instead this time. Um, it's really different. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, completely different, and... It kind of got my mind thinking a lot about the process of adata- adaptation and what yeah. it takes to take something that's successful in one medium and turn it into another. And you know, it's interesting because Michael Crichton worked with Steven Spielberg to yeah. make the, the script. I think it was Steven Spielberg and David Quepp. They made the script for Jurassic Park with Michael Crichton. Yeah, but the book came first. Though. The book, the book came, came well first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The book came out in nineteen ninety <coughs> or so, nineteen ninety one. But the. Uh, the interesting thing is that nothing that you remember from the film, if you if you if you watch the film and everyone's seen the film loads, mm-hmm. nothing about that film was in the book <laughs> that I can think of. Yeah, everything, every character is different, every scenario is different, every situation is different, even a lot of the outcomes are different. Yeah, you know, characters die that you that didn't die in the film, characters mm-hmm. don't die that did die in the film. Yeah, even basic things like Alan Grant in the film hates kids. Alan Grant in the book. Loves kids. <laughs> okay. And it's set, that's like one of his opening descriptors is Alan Grant loves kids. Okay. And, and I was like, really? <clears throat> you know, it's, they've, it's interesting what they needed to do to make this into a Spielberg film. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it needed to hit You've got to give them the journey of hating kids to liking kids. Yes, you, they yeah, had to add an arc in there. Turner. They had to have the arc of having, you know, the, the kids with... The kids didn't have a parent, so they had to win the affections of this parent. Yeah. All the things that Spielberg needs to have in his films, yeah, that he kind of, you know, for whatever. How can reason, we hammer the shape of this Crichton character into, into, into a product uh, that yeah. feels like a Steven Spielberg film? Yeah. And you know, I really enjoy uh, the movie. I really enjoy the book, and they're two really different things. Okay. Um, and I think if you're if you're at all interested in what it takes to kind of change from one thing into another, and yet still be the same thing, weirdly, 
Yeah. Uh, definitely check out the, the book of Jurassic well, Park. Well, this, is, this is, uh, isn't my pick, but I have had a similar experience because I, after John McRae's recommendation of 11 mm-hmm. I listened to the audiobook, yep. which mm-hmm. I fucking loved. Yeah, It is so... Did John inc- recommend that? I can't remember. Yeah, he I didn't did. recommend the audiobook specifically. Yeah, yeah but he, he, yeah, he recommended the book. <clears throat> yeah. He says it's the only, read, the only book that he goes back yeah, to he repeatedly. It frequently. And I can see why. It's so dense and intricate and... Mm. Uh, it's just fantastic and it's not about time it's travel funny, it's, it's not about it trying to I mean, stop the, the JFK assassination the, the, the gist of it is is, is that uh, you go back in time and uh, you go back in time and you can relive a certain thing and then you can come back to the present day and then you can go back to that same period and relive that thing so you're kind of redoing and redoing and redoing but rereading it and rereading it is the same sort it's of the thing same, yeah, it's really but weird, it's, isn't it? Uh, it's the thing about it is read it and get stuff out of it. It's but not about time travel. It's not about killing JFK. It's a love story yeah. at its at its core, and it's about two people who meet. And the vast majority of the book just takes place I, in there as their love their story, and time. them just being there, just being <clears> together. Yeah. I decided I wanted to watch the miniseries, yeah, mm-hmm. which it has been made based on it. Yeah. And I'm only I've only through the first episode, but it feels like completely different it feels vastly vastly different yeah. from the book mm-hmm. and i just think that you with you pointing out the the differences between jurassic park and the uh the book and the film like this just feels it, had i not known if, if they changed the name of the main character this could be a completely different yeah. different yeah. being altogether it's just it's so weird how I much they've I, changed I, 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 the only time i've ever really i think i've i've read a book sometimes and seen a film sometimes but I think when I was much younger, I read I read Alien by uh, Alan Dean Foster, which was the adaptation of the of the film. And there's loads of extra stuff in it because he the was novelization. Of yeah, the, the novelization because yeah. there was stuff that wasn't you know they cut from the film when it was eventually released. Um, and I I, I, I kind of think to myself, oh, I don't I only have so much time left. I can't read a story that I've also seen the film of. <laughs> it seems like it seems double dipping. I shouldn't do that. I don't. But have it's good. But it's yeah, But it's good to know that there are things like Jurassic Park that give you so much more. Yeah. Depending on which uh, yeah. on which media. Well, yeah. You go I mean it, that it's so different. Yeah. It's so different. Interesting postscript to that is that uh, whenever Jurassic Park the film was so successful, Spielberg then went back to Michael Crichton and said, "Can you write a, another book? And can you put?" Ian Malcolm back into it yeah. he'd killed at the end of the previous book uh-huh. so in the book he dies but uh-huh. in the film he lives he lives yeah so in the in the second book which I read uh, he clones him well he basically he's just there and there's no <laughs> real explanation other than you know, you know reports of my death were greatly exaggerated yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. so it's a it's you know yeah. it's kind of worked back and forth that way but that's one of the reasons why I don't like the second book so much yeah. it kind of feels more like a this is going to be turned into a film than a you and you read the second book, or you? I, I read the second audio book, book of no, it. No, I read the second book um, whenever I, but oh, nineteen ninety six. I read it at my yeah. first job, and that was what I did at my first job. Was read that book. Okay, okay. Do you have a pick of the week? I do have a pick of the week. Um, my pick of the week is a product called Lumen Noodle. Lumen Noodle. Okay, what? PJ, what's yours? <laughs> <laughs> what's a Lumen Noodle when it's at home? Lumen Noodle is, is bias. Not, not a sex toy, is it? No, Lumen Noodle is bias lighting for your TV. Uh-huh. So this is what y- you can see around illuminating the rear of my TV. Okay. So what bias lighting is and what luminal is is a a strip of um, temperature color temperature controlled LEDs that you sticks to the back of with your lights. Yeah. I just want lights on or lights no. off. That's all I no. want. <laughs> and that's <laughs> usually off. I think. Yeah. <laughs> 
So they they attach to the back of your TV and they run off the USB par in uh, okay. off the TV. Oh, so you don't, there's yeah, no yeah, plumbing happy, to be yeah. done. There's no you don't need a, a wall socket or anything like that behind there. And what bias lighting does is it reduces eye strain and also gives the illusion of increased contrast in your TV. Okay. So it doesn't I, it doesn't just that it looks a bit nice. No, it's not because I have, we have them in work as well. They're they're okay, they're they, set. They they, this is the reason uh, I got how, them. Do they do they are they smart? Are they changing color? Or they, they... No, they, they they stay at six at six thousand Kelvin, which is daylight. Okay, um, and the reason for that is to to help reduce eye strain. Okay, okay. Um, I did have something like that behind my TV, but they were too bright. I think yeah, they were. They were coming in pretty even higher than daylight. They were like just bright white. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't great. Um, well. The yeah. the good thing about these, they come in a couple of different sizes, but the most expensive one, um, which is four meters for p- kind of larger TVs, it's only twenty four ninety nine, um, and the cheapest one I think is like seventeen ninety nine for, for smaller TVs. And does it attach to the actual TV? Sticks on, and they're 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 mm. cut. The LED strips are cut in such a way that they'll go round the corners really okay. easily, okay. and it just plugs just plugs into the USB port, and that's it. When your TV's on, they're okay. on, and when you turn your TV off, they turn off. Okay. okay. Um, and I, I, find I was thinking of getting something like that again. Uh, there was a home kit enabled one, that um, the light strip that I was thinking yeah. of getting. But yeah. the problem with that is then obviously it loses Wi-Fi connection whenever the TV's turned off. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, like my thing about it is I've tr- I've tried to. And get you have to open up your cabinet uh, to, <laughs> to, <laughs> not, to not, hear anymore, your not anymore. Oh, not anymore. No, you fixed um, the cabinet problem. Uh, I see there was a little accident with the drill bit there just towards the, the speaker. It was yeah, too far to bit. the left. It's yeah, the just the, the the plaster didn't really take all that well. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, and the problem with the, the bias lighting as well is a lot of places will just give you a strip of LEDs. Hmm. These are specific daylight. Bias um, lighting, I think, is what happened whenever I did that TV show with, with uh, Joe uh, thingy. Joe, Joe Lindsay. Lindsay. Joe Lindsay, yeah. He had loads of lights on him and hardly anything on me. <laughs> so I, my face looked bright red, like like a sores and postules all over it. Who and did? he looked like he was in a flipping neon. And the camera uh, was like, help. <laughs> he was yeah. like, he was in a f- yeah. lot less lights on this guy. <laughs> He was like he was in a film noir, and I I looked like I was an alien. <laughs> was the reason why Joe's a presenter. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's yeah, true. That's and true. why you work in a darkened room. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Alone. Alone. Well, my pick of the week is actually, it's an old, old thing with uh, an update. It's called uh, No Man's Sky. Oh, right, okay. Have yeah. you played No Man's Sky before? No, I haven't played No Man's Sky. I know what it is. Okay, No I Man's Sky. It. But I, heard, I remember... The, I find it very boring. I, find it I remember the furore when it came out, that everybody was so excited about it, and it came out, yeah. and everybody said it was just the worst thing really in dull. the world, and they stopped playing it. Was it was really dull. I played it for about four hours, and only... Man- right, so what happens is, when you start the game... So what No Man's Sky is is a, a universe that's procedurally generated. Every planet is brand new. Uh, every uh, thing on the planet is brand new and never been seen before. And it's all generated by a set of numbers. So so you can travel, like, uh, you know, in a video game, generally, you can travel around whatever they've built for you in yeah. that game. Uh, because this is procedurally generated, you can literally travel further in in the universe of the 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 game than actually exists in the real world. I mean, you can you can scar a planet bigger than Earth. You can then go from that planet to several different moons, each of which is the size of Earth, and and travel all around them and find different things. And there's caves and you know all this stuff. So and what is the point find, of it? Well, the the point right. So when it first came out, the, it was all these mighty promises. It was just a general space exploration game. The idea is you could sit in your living room and pretend to be in space, and you get. I mean, and some of it is beautiful. I mean, the, whenever you and I did. Um, the the comic strip um, uh, uh, Terran Omega that yep. we did together. Part of that 
came about because I'd seen No Man's Sky, yeah, and I thought I want to do a world, I want to do a universe like that. It's just it's really great eye candy, yeah, and and um, so No Man's Sky then, but when it first came out, there was it was quite limited. There was all these promises about what it could be like, and it was very limited. Uh, then they released a. They've, gradually released updates and the most recent ones the NXT update which has given you all these extra features including the ability to play with other players so other players can log in so ah, up to four people yeah well but they, they do have this wide story the whole, yeah. whole I mean if you want to play a game of it it's about exploration and finding these clues that lead you to the centre of the universe and once you get to the centre that's you can say you've completed it but really the idea is to just get out and explore and, and you know and look around a world that is different than Earth. When I played it, I just found the the sensation that I was the only one in the universe. Yeah, that's really profoundly uh, <laughs> well, depressing. At, at first, it was it was just wow, I'm the only one in the universe, and then it was like I'm the only one in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it just felt like the really frustrating. Like yeah. the, the game was half finished. You yeah, know? yeah. It, it, there there is an element of that, I think, and um, I I I get more entertainment sometimes from seeing other people play it. Uh, where where you see someone, you know, where they, or even screenshots or something, you go, oh, look at that really cool spaceship and that amazingly gorgeous planet they're on, and then you come back to the version of the game you're playing where your spaceship's broken down <laughs> and you're on a dull grey planet where everything's trying to kill you if there is anything at all. Um, you you sort of start the game when you start the game, you start on a on a planet with a broken spaceship and you've got to find various things. You have a little gun that fires at stuff, and you can get things to collect other things. And there, there's elements of uh, Minecraft in it, but I was not say, big elements. Yeah, I mean, my biggest bugbear with games today is crafting. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. like I yeah. don't want a job in a game. I yeah, I, I I don't want to do that. A game games are escapism for me if I yeah. if I play them at all. So if I'm going to be running around in this universe, don't make me make things. Yeah, that's I my biggest problem. Whenever I tried to play the, I can't remember, it was Grand Theft Auto Vice City or something like that. One of the early missions was I had to take this girl on a date, and, I, and in order to in order to take her on a date, I had to go and get my car washed. Oh, I don't need. And this it was crap. just like I I haven't washed my own car. Fuck I wouldn't off. wash my own car for like, a date. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah, she can just move the McDonald's wrappers out of the way and sit on the seat. She's going to see the like, back seat for that. <laughs> yeah, don't make, like. And I tried to play. Um, I tried to play Fortnite. Mm-hmm. on my iPad and it's just a miserable experience to play yeah. on the iPad because they haven't coded it to be used with controllers. Yeah, yeah. But um but my biggest problem with that was crafting. I was like I don't want to build I don't want to t- cut down trees and build stuff. Yeah. This is a death match. R- rumor today by the way is that uh, Fortnite's coming to the Apple TV 4K. Oh, that's what I've been wanting to to happen for ages. I've been talking about it with a girl in work and thinking like this that would be how I would play it. Yeah. Yeah. When when oh, when uh, well, I mean, apparently there are references to TVOS in the current code base of it. So oh, my God. Soon. That will be so cool. Yeah. If, I mean, if the, well, if it's not the, Android iPad, phones. It can run on a phone, so the, it can run the on the Apple can TV. Have, like, the, the Apple TV yeah. no yeah. 4K has got quite a decent graphics engine. Yeah. Yeah. I have it on my computers because my kids really love it, and they're just constantly... Const- oh, I, here's, a, here's a game for you. Uh, <laughs> what do these phrases mean? Let's see, I wrote them all down. Did I? <laughs> Um, are these just your random these are things, spew? <laughs> right, res me. This is things my kids shout when they're playing Fortnite. Res me. Res- res- me. Resurrect me. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Fake noobs. People. <laughs> fake noobs. Fake noobs. Oh, they pretend to be new players, but they're not. They're actually skilled players. Yeah. 
how, how do you pretend to be in... You, like they're running around like, like dickheads jumping over the place <laughs> and then all of a sudden they whip out a massive gun and blow it past you in the face. Exactly. They're luring you in. They're luring you in. Well, the, the gist of it is they, they wear... They wear costumes that you only get if you've only just started playing the game. So, oh, okay. so they look like new players, but they're yeah. carrying weapons that you can only get when you're like 90th level or something. Um, a spray and pray. Just yeah, just automatic. Blast. Yeah, automatic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, these are things. These ones I think you'll get anyway. Op. Overpowered. Yeah, and nerfed. No, destroyed, killed. But in, not, in, in, not nearly, but not quite. It's when it's when a gun is already OP and and the next version oh, of they it, knock they it nerf down. it. Oh, right, yeah, okay, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like, oh, this gun used to be brilliant, but now it's been yes, nerfed. It's been nerfed. Uh, yeah. And then uh, T pose. T pose. T pose. My kids are banging on about it all the time. T pose. T pose. T P O S. T and the word pose. It's it's literally when you stand with your arms straight out, like in the shape of a T. Because when they're doing three D modeling of characters and stuff, they they start with a T pose and then and then sort of build that. So it's but why 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 do they? I don't know why. I don't know. No, they don't have it. They give the kid. My kid. These are things my kids say that I thought would be funny. So T pose, Dad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and you, I'm sure you already know about flossing. Yeah, I do know about flossing. Yeah. I have a video on my phone of my dad trying to know how, trying to no, figure out how to so floss. It's so funny flossing to my ten. I can do. I like my ten year old is unembarrassable. You can. T- I love you, Tom. I, I love. I give him a kiss. That's fine. As soon as I start flossing, oh no, he's out of the room, covering his face. <laughs> no. My wife is going. If you ever do that, I am going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, anyway, that's been the video game special yeah. of uh, of our show. Oh, I'm excited about Fortnite on the TV, on the Apple TV. Hey, we'll be back next week. Probably uh, all things being Ron will be forty. Yeah, it'll be exciting. I'm sure. Happy birthday, Ron! Happy birthday to me. <laughs> so uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. I don't think I could trust myself just to chew and not swallow. <laughs> <laughs>